You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye. The last place team in the league has taken down the table toppers in another last ball thriller this season. Delhi managed to defend 130 successfully against Gujarat in Ahmedabad and picked up just their third win of the season. With me, of course, is Ayaz Memon. As we discuss this game, Ayaz, uh, almost a do or die game for Delhi and just what a performance by the team. Absolutely, you know, astounding performance I thought by Delhi after being restricted to what 130, and it seemed then that the match was over. It was kaput, you know. In fact, it looked kaput in the first power play itself when Mohammad Shami picked up four wickets. But you know, it's it's been a strange kind of a season. We've seen so many close finishes, last over finishes, last ball finishes, and now over the last week, if you've seen the trend, very low scoring matches where the teams, you know, are, are defending successfully. It's happened last night. We saw with Bangalore and uh, and Lucknow. Before that, we've seen with Gujarat and Lucknow. So this is getting to be a very you know crazy topsy turvy season. Okay, let me take you all through the scores before I go back to Ayaz with more questions. David Warner won the toss in Ahmedabad and elected to bat first. Wrong call. <laughs> Mohammad Shami picked a wicket on the first ball. Phil Salt gone next over. David Warner was run out on one, and then Shami continued his rampage, sending back Riley Russo, Manish Pandey, and Priyam Garg to reduce Delhi to twenty three for five in five overs. A late order fight back to help Delhi get to a respectable total with Akshar Patel scoring twenty seven, Aman Khan making a half century, and Ripal Patel adding twenty three. Delhi posted one thirty for eight. Apart from Shami, Mohit Sharma. picked two wickets a cakewalk chase you'd think if you did well you'd be wrong because gujarat too lost some early wickets and were down to 33 for 4 in 7 overs skipper hardik pandya though held fought at one end scoring a half century and got the equation down to 33 needed from 12 rahul tevatia hit unrat knock here for three sixes in the 19th over and 12 were needed off the last six and ishan sharma managed to concede just six delhi won the match by five runs to stay alive in the tournament ayaz two days two low scoring fixtures that we thought we you know some people would have switched off their television halfway through the inning but now you know better but you know it's just a great victory for delhi uh, you know managing to defend just 130 i mean just a, like an amazing outing for their bowlers more than anything right oh absolutely i mean if you saw the faces of you know people in the delhi dugout for the first half of the match uh, you would have thought that this was a gone case you know this match is gone ricky ponting sort of ganguly All you know, Shane Watson, all the the big daddies uh, in the support staff there, they had they had very grim expressions, and then it suddenly started changing after Gujarat lost four wickets very early in in the in the power play itself. It's been that kind of a match, and it's been that kind of a week. Let's not forget that in the match between Rajasthan and Mumbai, it was Tim David who won the match, hitting three sixes of Jason Holder. That was a match which looked lost for Mumbai, and then you know it looked lost for Bangalore against Lucknow. and then it looked lost for delhi against against gujarat and they managed to win it so you know it's all kinds of strange things are happening in this uh, in this india t20 league when i say strange things i mean really exciting things because you really don't know there's so much suspense and the results are not known to the last delivery and what you know who can ask for more than this 
a low scoring game but two half centuries uh, in in the match i mean ayaz your pick and also amazing outing by the bowlers or uh, your pick for a player of the game i mean you know it's, this is not the first time mandra we've been discussing this and i'm i'm tempted or i'm actually i have no choice but to pick a player from the losing team actually mohammad shami for the kind of you know four wickets that he picked up and not just that the quality of the bowling you know he just was unplayable in that spell and we all know how wonderfully skilled he is mohammad shami but this was exceptional and he actually you know now when you look back at the match but for mohammad uh, mohammad shami's spell who knows delhi would have won this handsomely you know if they had gone if they had made 150 160 the margin of victory would have been far far greater so mohammad shami is my man of the match though i must say that aman khan making a half century gave delhi that that you know uh, that little bit of chance something to defend you know if he didn't make that half century and they finished with 115 118 then this was a gone match you know lost match you mentioned aman khan he uh, entered uh, you know he walked into the pitch into the game when delhi were at 23 for 5 after 5 overs he's played about six more matches this season hasn't he done much but and also incidentally he was traded for shardul thakur with kolkata at the end of last season plays domestic cricket for mumbai so i'm hoping you know a little bit about him but um, you know just like a great time for him to step up and score that one few, uh, score that half century so mendo yeah it, it was a very timely half century for him and certainly for his team but from what i hear i mean you know some people who i speak to in the delhi camp and they, they seem to have a very high regard of uh, aman khan's batting prowess in the, in this format obviously he's got he's got a big he's a, he's a big striker of the ball as we saw today on this pitch where every most of the batsmen apart from hardik pandya struggled and tiwatia towards the end but tiwatia is a maverick so he can do that you know maybe on any pitch but he showed some clean hitting through the line clearing the ground you know and he showed i think more important is that he showed a good head on his shoulders you know it's it's so easy to get taken up taken uh, kind of taken up by the situation either get over excited or get completely dejected and which is what it seemed at one stage when delhi were really struggling but he held his head and he put up a half century and he gave his team half a chance which they converted into a full victory just want to talk about the standings i think we're going to be doing that a lot <laughs> in the next coming few <laughs> weeks but uh, i mean it doesn't really disturb gujarat either teams place in the standing doesn't they don't move up or down gujarat stay number 1 with 12 points from 9 matches delhi stay number 10 but now they move to 6 along with kolkata and hyderabad after 9 games though now the thing is all teams play 14 league stage matches so delhi can win a maximum of 10 points if they are to win all of the next 5 matches but you know with five teams at 10 already and gujarat at 12 it will i mean even a maximum of 16 might not be enough for delhi so they i mean it's a good match to win but there's a long road ahead Yeah, I mean, look, Delhi. The odds are heavily stacked against them for making it to the playoffs. But I think it, it, it. You know, this, this setback, this defeat, can affect affect Gujarat because uh, what it does is it opens up the opportunities for teams which are currently ranked sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. You know, so leave aside Delhi, but there are teams. Only four teams can go into the playoffs. and delhi uh, you know i mean gujarat was sitting very pretty right up front they still are there but if they lose a couple of more matches then this defeat will rankle and that's where it will hurt them and i think that they'll look back and say hey you know maybe we could have planned that chase a little better 
Yes, it was tough. The batting wasn't easy, but it almost seemed at at a stage much like it did with uh, you know Lucknow last night that you know it's a modest, very meager target. I think we can make it without too much ado. And then you suddenly become you know 60 for seven or 70 for seven or something like that, and then it becomes an uphill task, and then you end up losing the match. And that's something which has happened with Gujarat today. Unexpectedly, they have a very powerful batting lineup. I thought. Hardik Pandya played a splendid innings. But at the end of the day, when you look at the scorecard, you'll realize that too many of their frontline batsmen actually could have been a little more circumspect rather than more adventurous. Also, just a trend I sort of wanted to discuss. We saw this uh, yesterday as well. Uh, I mean, let me start this again. Uh, I have just a trend I sort of wanted to discuss. Gujarat have now lost three matches this season, Kolkata, Rajasthan and of course Delhi today, all of them at their home ground. So they're clearly better travellers than they are, you know, play at home. Lucknow, similarly, we saw this thing yesterday where the crowd support was for your for their opponents more than they, you know, I mean, the Lucknow crowd was cheering for Bangalore. They weren't really cheering for their own home team. They were cheering for Virat Kohli. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I mean, this is the first season where these two new franchises are now playing at their home ground, right? So you think that's a factor that maybe we haven't really talked about much, you know, just the home ground uh, advantage is such that teams like Chennai clearly have, Kolkata have at home, right? But fans are just happy to have cricket in Lucknow and in Gujarat that, you know, that that loyalty to their franchises teams is not there and maybe the familiarity also of the teams with the pitches is not there as much as there is for the other eight teams yeah so i mean it's a two-pronged question one is that uh, you know the support is not as much as chennai gets in chennai or mumbai in mumbai or calcutta and calcutta or you know stuff like that or bangalore in bangalore but that's because of sheer longevity you know i mean they've been playing for 15 years this is the 16th season of the of the India T20 League, and barring a couple of years when because of the pandemic, uh, you know there was no tournament in India. So there's been it's more rooted in these centres, unlike in say Gujarat, in in Ahmedabad or in Lucknow. Uh, though I must say that for Gujarat, because they won the title last year, support has grown exponentially. So I think in another couple of seasons they'll be as you know as uh, as find as much favour in the home ground as Mumbai and Chennai and Bangalore find in their respective cities. Yeah, but but the point is, I think, also familiarity of the players. Now, this is something that is intriguing me also because most teams and team managements, one knows, I mean, there's nothing to be coy about and saying, look, they tell the curators what kind of pitches they want, what they would like because they know their strengths and the kind of players they've got and who they picked in the auction and why. And then when you get these adverse results, you wonder what has happened. Because either they have not, the pitches haven't come out to be of the liking of what they wanted, or the other teams have wised up and are, you know, kind of double guessing and double guessing very well. Remember also that Chennai have lost to, uh, in their home ground also, in the last two, three days. True. Just one last question before I let you go, Ayaz. Um, double header Wednesday tomorrow. Lucknow playing Chennai in the afternoon game. Now, both franchise, both teams are at 10 points from nine matches each. Lucknow, of course, had that 
crazy outing last night i'm sure there's um, yeah there's quite a few frazzled nerves in that camp but also more importantly they have two the two big injuries right kl rahul we haven't got an update on his injury yet we know he couldn't even take a run during that match when he did come out to bat in jaydev onat cut got was uh, didn't even play that game yesterday because he got hurt in the nets so if the, those two injuries are carried into this game it's going to be a little difficult for the lucknow franchise most certainly i think because uh, certainly rahul not being there will be a big big uh, factor for for in the match you know i mean i i doubt very much he'll play because as you know i think we talked about it last night uh, that he's also part of the india team for the world test championship so uh, if there's even half a risk he won't take it or the selectors wouldn't want him to or the indian team, the bcci wouldn't want him to because priority is being what they are it should be you know and rightly so that wtc should get precedence but if he is fit then it kind of you know changes the equation a bit because then rahul is a formidable player as we know in the, in this format and in in the india t20 league over the years so yeah but even chennai have to do some uh, you know rising to the occasion if i might put it like that because the last couple of matches they haven't fared well at all hmm. that's true so let's see how that one goes of course two matches so two podcasts with ayas on wednesday we'll of course be back with the result of the first one first thank you so much for taking time out ayas thank you mandla catch up tomorrow that was today's episode of the t20 podcast with ayas memon in association with lloyd khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye this is a quint original podcast executive produced by shelly walia and ritu kapoor this episode was hosted by menra dorji sahani produced and edited by prateek lidhu and anjali palod and a special thanks to our guest ayaz memon stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app you were listening to the quint's podcast